why not show your happiness to the world? Big Moves provides high-quality stickers and accessories made to spread happiness. Express yourself with hand-drawn art that's made for every big move. Our collection of inspirational, funny, trendy, and relatable designs make for the perfect gift for yourself, family, and friends. All of our stickers are printed and shipped with care right here in the U.S. Made of durable vinyl with a laminate cover, each sticker is made to stand up to indoor and outdoor use, waterproof and weather resistant. Don't forget to use promo code BMYSQUALA for 20% off your next order. Yo, 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 this your man, Squala. This is another episode of Always Everything with Squala Podcast. And today, we are talking about domestic violence. I have a special guest with me today. And you go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Danielle Boer. I am a mom, a nurse, a life coach, a podcast host as well, an author, so, so, so much more. And, um... And I'm a victim of domestic violence, so I'm uh, happy to be here and to talk about something that's really important. Definitely, definitely. And domestic violence is one of those topics that I see people tend to avoid speaking about it sometimes. So we gotta, we have to keep it in the in the in the note, like because a lot of people are suffering silently. So. Yeah. As far as domestic violence goes, if <clears throat> it is defined as violent or aggressive behavior within the home. So, and it says typically involving the abuse of a spouse or partner. But I'm one, I've, I've seen it go even further than that. So there's family domestic violence, and then you have with children, all type of crazy stuff. But if you can do us a pleasure and share your story, that would be great. Absolutely. So um, I uh, I have a joke, but I don't know if it's appropriate. But Go for it. Uh, Go for it. <laughs> no, because this is serious. So it's not, it's not appropriate time to do this joke, but it is about uh, my um, baby daddy uh, and the things that happened. So Basically, um, I actually lived in Baltimore, um, which is close to where you are now. Right. And um, so I knew this guy for a long, long time. And, but the first situation of domestic violence actually was my first baby daddy. And this is one of my jokes, too, because I have too many. Uh, but <laughs> but um, so I, um, I was pregnant and he threw like a knife set at me. I was nine months pregnant, like with the block and the knives in it um miraculously nothing hit me or the baby like it just went all around us like uh you know those thrillers um and then or he like would throw the phone at me and then I would be stupid and be like you go buy a new one I'm we're 18 years old as well and go buy a new one and I'm like oh um and then he broke blood vessels in my chest and um when I was also nine months uh pregnant so I got a restraining order on him so that's the story about that for some reason, at that age and that state of mind, I was strong enough to be like, peace out, Cub Scout. So I left. And so then I got with somebody worse. And here's the thing. People will manipulate you. And this person is a narcissist, 100%. Um, 
And so he knew the other guy and because we all lived around the same area and he knew how I was being treated. So he used that to get with me and to be like, oh, I never would do you like that. And he was like 600 times worse. Um, so he, um, so he bit me like his right there. Um, and, uh, so he would do all kinds of stuff. Like he would rip off my clothes. So I couldn't leave. Um, he would chase me with a knife, cut the tires and slash them and then change the tire and then take the car. That was mine. Um, he threw me up the stairs, but this is the funny joke. Cause he was not nice. Um, he's five, four and I'm five, seven. So that's the, there. That's the joke part. Uh, so, and then I say like, he chomped down on me, like the jaws of life. And then when he let go, all I could see was his extra road teeth in my hand. So I screamed out shark bait. Ooh, la la. Um, so, but it's not funny though, but here's the thing in life. Like, so that is actually funny, but it's not funny to get hurt. And so I stayed in that situation for so long and it got worse. Like one time he beat me so bad that I couldn't even barely sit. And my kids like were standing at the door screaming. It was horrible. They were little. And um, he like took my son and like dragged him up the street. So my son thinks that he kidnapped him. That's not his son. It's my first son. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he's 21. And he just said at Christmas that he was kidnapped by that guy. And I'm like, honey, it was like, 10 steps away we were right there everything was fine you weren't kidnapped uh, but in his mind unfortunately right. you know and i ended up living in a homeless shelter when i was pregnant with my second one because he was in prison the guy went to prison um shocker uh, <laughs> and it wasn't for beating me um i uh, wish it was um but yeah so it was stuff like that and um and it just was it was really hard but mentally i wasn't strong enough to even like I was like it was weird it was like it was an outer body thing like I was just like kind of just skating through life and just surviving and um and I was listening to the things that he was saying about me I believed those things so and it's it's horrible but yeah that's I mean that's some of the stuff there's probably worse things but um it just got to the point where I actually left the state eventually to kind of get away. He finally moved out, but then he was still around and um, I just didn't feel safe. And that was finally when I got to the point where my foot was down and like, I can't do this anymore. And when the kids got old enough to realize what was going on, you don't want them to go through that. And I think that's what kind of snapped like, oh my gosh, your kids are going to be like this. They're boys. I'm like, I don't want them to be like this when they grow up. And so um but no, I want everybody to know that I don't think it's funny at all. So I don't want you to think that it's a very serious thing. But if you can look back at your life and like laugh about it, it's so it helps you get through it and past it. So that's why I do that. It's not to it's not funny. If you're going through that right now, you are going to be okay. You got to get out of it, though. You got to get out of the situation. You no matter what I went to a shelter like whatever you can do you got to get out so it's not funny I don't want you to think that I think it's funny but now that I got past it I'm like you know what like thank god I'm alive I could have been dead um I actually was like bleeding out one time and like it's a long story but anyways I could have died um but I'm glad that I'm not so yeah it's not funny so I'm sorry I I did stand-up comedy just to let you know and then you you from your trauma and your past you start yeah. writing stuff. so that's my story um 
but yeah that's crazy man and i and i definitely understand from the perspective of like being a stepson because i've had my mom had a guy and he was like Like, yo, man, so I could tell that story. So, like, what I was maybe, I'd say seventh grade is when they started dating. So I didn't really see him much during that time. I I know my mother would bring him to my football games and all of that stuff. But it wasn't until the next year is when he moved into our house. Mm -hmm. So that happened. And it was not, man, it was like he went out of his way <laughs> to freaking bother me. Like, he destroyed my room before, like, throwing furniture around. It was crazy. And in the midst of that, my grandmother had passed away because she used to live with us, too. So it was like once she passed away, it was just me, my mom, and this dude. Like, so... I don't even know what it was like. It was so much. It was just total chaos. That's the only way I explained it. Everybody was arguing, yelling everywhere, just chaos. Just and then it was to the point where him and my mother weren't even in the same room. Like I never, I don't think he ever abused my mother physically. It was more mental than anything because he was always yelling, screaming, fucking. It, it was. Just just chaos. <laughs> That's what it was. So it was like it got to a point where he's in one room, I'm in one room, my mom's in one room, nobody's moving around. He's walking around and nobody else is doing anything. Mm. And you know, situations like that is never good. So like I definitely like relate to where when your son was like, I know how it is. I like I got to I actually I actually devised a plan to kill that guy. <laughs> and I was gonna do it, and guess what happened? The day I was gonna do it, the police came and got him. Wow. <laughs> like it was crazy. Like I was literally about to go do it, and the next thing I know, the police are everywhere. Cause he did something somewhere else. Wow. <laughs> crazy divine intervention right (laughs) you know you oh i'm glad you didn't do that and you know and so because you would have been in jail forever and for a long time i mean you were little so but still that's not a good way to go that would be on your conscience and it would bother you even though that guy was horrible it still would be you know and um so yeah i mean that's crazy things happen in most serious uh wait um like once he left the peace was restored <laughs> like it was like a weight lifted stress was it was it was nice i'm sorry but, you went through that yeah that's like, i feel like because i went through that like i really still have animosity for him like i still think about it like i remember it like it was yesterday and then there's the fact that like, I know we were off camera, we were talking about it, but we were talking about PTSD. It's like, I kind of found myself being argumentative. Like, 
even not even trying to be just I find, I'm always in defense mode. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's them from that. <laughs> so it, it, yeah, mental it's bad. Like physical is bad and I've had all of them. Like even with my who became my husband but then I got divorced, um that was a lot of mental abuse and you know, even like manipulation, like narcissism, like all that stuff is like, they're trying to control you. That's abuse. Yep. You don't realize it sometimes. And uh, that's sometimes no offense because I've had both that sometimes can be worse and more debilitating than the physical. Yeah. And so, but I'm sorry you went through that, especially as a, a kid or see, yeah, that's really hard. Like, and then you want to protect your mother, and like you said, and so um, it was uh, the only word that I that I could see that fits it is just K. Like <laughs> you had to be there. <laughs> like, it was crazy. like see, you're laughing. It's not funny, but it's I'm laughing because like I yeah. looked back at some of the things, and it was just like, <laughs> yo, he was doing the most for no reason. <laughs> right no reason. So, yeah it's not funny that i got bit but it's funny that i'm now 40 and this was 20 plus years 20 years ago and i still have the marks on my hand and so it's like it's kind of funny like a grown man bit me like that's the funny part it's like what like why did you do that so so yeah so it's not funny what you know but it the the good thing is like we're blessed because we got through it, right? And so, like, your mom, your mom's okay, right? And yeah, every, everybody's fine. Everybody's okay. cool. But it was just, like, during that time, it was, like, a dark cloud. Like, yeah. there was no, like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like, I, I remember during that time period, I think I, I think I might have even stayed back in school. I might, I don't remember, but I think I did summer school or something. But wow. <laughs> it was, it was, it was wild. Aww. but it's cool though it's cool I, I i i feel like things happen i feel i'm a spiritual person and i'm gonna i believe in like i don't know if you call it fate or whatever but i feel like everything that happens is supposed to happen for whatever reason so it's like whatever it happened it was i got whatever i got from it <laughs> it helped me grow in one way or another mm-hmm that's how you got to look at certain situations. So I have a list of all types of domestic violence or abuse. Because I know some people probably, I, I've heard of it. I've never encountered it for myself, but I've heard it. Some people are unaware that they are in an abusive situation. Mm-hmm. As far as like a brainwash, like you said, control. Yeah. That could even stem like even an unhealthy parent child relationship. It 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 goes a lot of ways. Then there's physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, intimidation, which is when I look back on my situation, I feel like that was more in, like then it was mental, but the intimidation factor was definitely Cause I was like little seventh grader, eighth grader, yeah. and he would man up on me like, like do something. 
what is what in the world? Say that that person has something not right. That's <laughs> crazy. Upper parts there. That's not right. Like what? Really, you gotta show your manhood to a little child? Yeah. That's so, crazy. That's crazy. It is. Then you have isolation. I don't know what they mean by isolation. Hmm. Oh, I could think of a situation, isolation, like an example, like maybe a person may, like you may be with a person and they'll take you away from your mm -hmm. city, your yep. family. And then once they get you out here in the middle of nowhere, only they got you, you only know them. Yeah. Now it's just. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Because again, that's control. So. The isolation one, like it has a lot to do with like if somebody's narcissist or whatever, they'll try to control stuff and they will try to isolate you from your family or the things that you mm -hmm. love or try to get you away from those things so they can have like the mind control. And then like, you know, the, the saying divide and conquer, Right. that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to <laughs> get you away from and be like, here you go. Now you're stuck and have a good day. Yeah, and and you, so, yeah, it's, oh boy. Okay, then, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and then there's something on here that I've never seen and it's economic and financial abuse. Mm -hmm. I've never, you, I've never heard of that one. I have. So um, it can go as a, um, okay, so I, I'm a nurse and say for instance, financial abuse can be um, the, 50 year old daughter is now taking care of their mother mm -hmm. and their mother gets assistance and they're stealing it. That's financial abuse. Mm. So say for instance, like um, I'm only helping my 30 year old kid who has um, a disability because I want to take their disability check. That's financial abuse is that you're taking away their means of living and you're making them think that they need you so you can live off of it. That's part of it. I mean, it goes on and on. I mean, it happens to like the elderly. It help, happens to people with, um, like I said, disabilities a lot. Even their parents do it to them. Or maybe if a person only dates a person with a disability to take their check and stuff like that, like that's a, a form of uh, financial abuse. I believe that's what, that's a maybe just, mostly a medical thing but it's literally is the same uh thing or think about if a man is a, a is that like, that like the britney spears situation yeah absolutely it is it, it's absolutely that they took away her they had that whatever ship whatever it was and they took away her rights to all of her stuff and try to deem her that's unfit crazy. and unfit right that's exactly it you're right and and it's that's very sad Especially if you earned it and like, or you deserve it or you need right. it like to live off of. And that's, that's also mental, I believe too, because they feel like, oh, you're not, you don't deserve it or where we need it or you need us or whatever. And, and it's, um, it's really sad. The elderly, how many people I've heard that that's happening to, and they're like 80 plus years old. It's, and, it's disgusting. It's sad. And let's touch, let's touch, let's touch on elderly abuse. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I witnessed it. I witnessed it firsthand. 
You did? I was working as a janitor at the nursing home. Oh. Yo. Oh. <laughs> but everybody listening, if your family is at a nursing home, regularly go up, go up there more than one time in a day. Like, yep. the stuff that I seen, these are professionals. And they they would tell me, because I was, I, was, I, would, I would tell the nurses, like, why do y'all have this person just sitting here? <laughs> like, for hours. Mm-hmm. And the nurse would tell me, I'm the nurse. All right. <laughs> I'm going to call the hotline on you. <laughs> you should. You should have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did it a couple times. I ain't going to. Yeah. Because it, it's crazy. So I'm working in a nursing home, and this is in North Carolina, in favor of North Carolina. So... I'm down there, get a job as a janitor at a nursing home. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just noticed. I'm just looking around. I'm like, okay. They have this lady. She can't talk. She like, and she's been sitting in the same spot. Yeah. Like, I'm sweeping and mopping around her at this point. In the hallway, like not in the room. In the, right. ha- in the ha- hallway. Yeah. <laughs> a shame. Then you have this one lady, I never forget her name was Miss Brown. She would always try to escape. Oh. Like, it was that bad. It was like, and you know, my boss, the janitor boss, he would just be like, just act like you don't see it. Just ignore it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> Y'all look crazy. I said, I cannot ignore that. <laughs> mm. The the patient is telling me, help me get out of here. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like I had to quit. I had to get out of it. I'm like, I cannot stay here. I'm going to end up knocking one of these nurses out. (laughs) I I was like, I would never. um, Let me tell you, unfortunately, that happens in every state. Um, I worked at, in Maryland, uh, as an aide at a a nursing home and a... um, I hope the people are listening. The people have to pay attention right now. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Like, to be honest, First of all, this is, I think that's financial abuse because it costs so much to live there. People have to give up their homes and do all these things and sign over stuff because they, sometimes they can't not work to be there with their loved one all the time. And it is a shame. Like, it's so sad. And like, sometimes they can't be there a lot or some people don't have any family and they end up there. But if you That's have the someone, if there's no nobody, and, and the nurses see that, <laughs> and, and it's sad. And I worked. Up, I just want to say, I was a nurse in a nursing home, and I never would harm any of my patients at any er, anywhere, no matter what. I work in a uh, recovery room now, but um, that's my my thing that I do now. So, anyways, but when I was in a nursing home, I would feel bad because we had so many. Pa- that's another thing. There's not enough staff. And you have to take care of one night. I had 48 patients by myself. That is not legal. And so sometimes and sometimes it's the, it's not that the nurses are ignorant or rude or don't care. It's that sometimes there's not enough time or maybe there's somebody that's like, for instance, like I had to do my blood sugars by myself. So I have to like sporadically go to different rooms and do those because they can, you know, they need their glucose, they need whatever their insulin or, you know, if they're low, they need this. So you have to, I mean, it was a mess. And so I would never intentionally 
hurt someone, but it got to the point where I had to quit too, because I was like, listen, I cannot, they took away the wall oxygen from ventilator patients. So on a ventilator, they took away the wall oxygen and put them on concentrators. If you know what that means, that's ridiculous. I okay? don't know what that means at all. So what it means is the wall oxygen gives you a higher concentration because it's hooked up to hoses in the wall, okay? okay? A concentrator is a little block of thing that holds oxygen, okay? Somebody that's on a ventilator and is dependent. So have you seen like, oh, for instance, Damar, like the, the yeah, bill player. Okay. Right. He was just on it, uh, a ventilator, but like in his mouth, like yeah. it's called an inter endotracheal tube. This is getting a little bit too medical, but so, but with these patients, they have like the hole here, like the trach. So the patients at the nursing home, um, and there was like a skilled side and a different side, the RN, which is what I am, we would have to take care of them. They took away my respiratory therapist. Okay. That's the person that gives the breathing treatments and does the ventilator stuff. They took away that person and left me by myself to do all that. Okay. It got to the point where I worked 20 hours one day. How is that safe? And one it's not day, safe. That's crazy. Right. You might as well so, get a bed yourself. <laughs> thank you. so the funniest part was my shift was say six to six. I don't remember. It was a lot of years ago. Say 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. I stayed until 1 p.m., okay? They called me while I was at the parking lot. I just left from the night shift. I'm in the parking lot, and they said, can you come in at 3? And I said, seeing as though I have not left and I'm in your parking lot from my shift last night, no, I may not. Right. And so, so that's the whole point is that I want people to know that it might not be just like your instance. That's horrible that they did that, and I've mm -hmm. seen that too. But sometimes... It's literally, there's not enough people to even take care of all of these patients and that you're running ragged or there might be things that come up and it's just, and so being there regularly and knowing what's going on, knowing the staff, knowing the people in the front, that's important because you are your family's advocate. Okay. Mm -hmm. You need to advocate for them and you need to be aware. Like yes. he said, it's so important because I mean, all kinds of things, they get bed sores sometimes. Different yep. things are happening and it's not okay. And that can make them, um, maybe they were actually getting better. That can make them worse. And so. And then and, at that nursing home. Oh. At that same, for like, I swear to God, for like two weeks straight, every day, they were coming and taking, uh, the morgue was coming and taking <laughs> something out of there. Every day for like two weeks. It was, that's when I quit. Once I seen that start happening, I said, oh, no, nah, I got it out of here. That place is horrible. Yeah, they, I'm sorry. And they and you and you could tell when somebody passed away because they would lock all the doors. They would close yep, everybody's close door. doors. Yep. And I'm like, what the heck? Like when I first seen, I'm like, what's going? on? They're like they don't want the other patients to see the. And I'm like, that is crazy. Yep. It is, and and oh boy. Yeah, that that type of I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up the name of that spot on this podcast, but it's in Fayetteville. If you're in Fayetteville, check on your people. <laughs> if you're anywhere, check on your people. Yeah, yeah My sister worked at one in West Virginia, and the stories she has, I'm like, not yeah. from her. She didn't do it. She had to go to court as a witness. See, what I'm saying That's it's, it's horrible because she's a good person. She's a good um. I think she was a. Uh, she was an aide, then became a nurse, and then became an uh, RN. So she was an aide, an LPN, an RN. But she 
as one of her jobs, she had she witnessed it and she took up for the patient, which you should, the the resident, and she had to go to court. And um, it's horrible. I mean, like you have people that are going to take up for them, but if they're not in the room, you know, they can't. You know, it's just I don't know. It's it's sad that we have to talk about any yeah. of this stuff. I don't want to spend too. I don't want to really get too deep into the elderly abuse, but like I really have to because like in my short time at that nurse's home. <laughs> I saw the most craziest, like down to sexual harassment to the patient who was paralyzed. Like, yo. Yeah. So they're slamming them on the bed. They're getting angry at these patients. They are, like I said, leaving them sitting for hours in the hallway, like furniture. Then you have what they telling me to ignore it, to act like I don't see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> horrible. I'm sorry. That's horrible. Is it? It's too much that goes on in a nursing home. <laughs> and talk about PTSD. Imagine them. Like yeah. how they feel, you know, that's traumatizing. Then they have to stay there. Yeah. Like that's sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't, I, I don't think I could ever work in that in a nursing home again because yeah, it mentally was too much. When I let my last day, I worked night shift and I got off in the morning and I was saying bye to my, my people and, um, and my residents, I loved them, and they would go, "Okay, see you tonight." And I'm like, "No," because it's like, "No, I'm leaving." And I'm like, "Okay, see you tonight." You know, like, "No, no, it's my last day," and it, so that went on forever. Oh, but I, um, I went back and visited another time, right. and um, it because you because they're like family, like you're there yeah. so many, you know, you're there all the time, so they become my family too, and. So mentally, it was it was a lot. Like I cried when I left. Like yeah. I wanted to leave because I didn't want any harm to happen or me to lose my nursing license. And right. because you just can't do it all sometimes. And um, and but like I just I really got attached to them and I and I loved them. So that was very that was very hard. But you know, mm. it is what it is. It is. So as a nurse, do you get? A lot of domestic violence victims, domestic abuse victims that you see? Well, you do, but lots of people don't talk about it, just like you said. Yeah, stay suffering silence. Yeah. And they'll say, like, oh, I got this from a fall or this happened or see, in PACU, see, I'm in recovery, the, the family's not there. And pre-op the family's there so they wouldn't openly and that's when you ask those questions mm-hmm. um you they wouldn't really say it in front of them sometimes people will open up to us and then i'll say they might say something that's like in their mind a joke and i'm like wait a minute did this really happen or is this a, oh no 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 and so but you can't right. it. and then they're under drugs so they had anesthesia so it's like you know but yeah people have been through through a lot or you can tell sometimes on how the person talks to them and it's it's hard and we're supposed to uh we have to report stuff 
But sometimes you just don't know and you can't just willy nilly report things and hold somebody there because you assume something. So if they don't have physical markings on them or something like that, you can't just assume because somebody yelled at them on the phone that they're abusive and it's sad and you hope that they're not. But sometimes you can just pick up the vibe, the energy from the person and you're just like, oh, that didn't sound right, you know. But um, unfortunately, yes. And like I said, like we're supposed to report all those things, even to children or whatever it is, like abuse to anybody. But it's very hard to prove those things, mm. you know, and that's the hard part. And people are scared. And, um, you know, and I lived in fear so long that like, I'm so glad that I don't have to anymore. And so, yeah. If you're listening, I know it's his podcast. I'm like not trying to go, but if you're listening, do not think that you have to live in fear because you are worthy and you are loved and you deserve the best. No matter what I used to get like beat and hit and I was pregnant and, and I lost the baby and he like was beating me up on the hill when I was pregnant. And, um, but he would say like, he loved me. That's why he hit me. Like what? And then at the time I'm just like, that doesn't make sense, but you think it makes, it doesn't make sense. So if you're going through any of these that we talked about, and if he has more, just know that this is not acceptable. This is not love. That's not love. Right. And even if you have kids, you've got to escape, especially for you and their their well-being because if something happens to you god forbid and you're not there for your what's going to happen to your kids exactly. right so so we have to make the brave choice to say you know what i don't need this i don't deserve this i have to go even if you like i know so many people they're like how am i supposed to take care of four kids by myself guess what everybody i left the state two times i'm in georgia now i left i went from maryland to ohio and then I went from Ohio to Georgia. When I left my ex-husband, I am I came here literally, literally like only with clothes and kids. And guess what? I have a great life and I'm happy and everything's okay. And I'm with a, a guy that has never put his hands on me, doesn't call me names, doesn't treat me any kind of way. And I've been with him for four years and it's a beautiful thing, but it's possible so when they say nobody's going to love you but me and all this baloney cake, don't believe it because you are beautiful and you're awesome. Even if you're a man and you're going through this, you don't deserve it. You're smart. You're you're intelligent. You're handsome. You're all those things that they tell you you're not. You can do it. You, you got to get out of it for your sake so you can live and be happy and free. You got you got to. That's all. I'm sorry. I got on the tangent because I'm it's, I'm very passionate about it because I, I can feel right. it, you know, and you go back to the times where you witnessed that or the things that you've been through or you witnessed the elderly abuse or your yeah. mom, that situation, and you can just, you feel the pain and you don't want to live in that pain and that fear and the darkness, he said, it's not, it's not healthy. It's not good. Right. So why is it that I know you were in this situation, so why is it that it is so hard for the victim to leave the situation? You know, everybody's different, but um, I think it's just because, like I said, like, I think that there's fear. And so 
Say, for instance, you uh, maybe the person that which was not the case. He did not make all the money. But say maybe the person makes the money and you don't. And you're like, I don't know how to pay bills. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to go get my own place. I don't have nowhere to go. And then you're scared and you think that you need that person. Or maybe you have a kid with them, which is my situation. Um, and then you're like, oh, well, it's not, you know, I don't want them not to be around their dad or well well they're a good dad but they're just not good to me or whatever but guess what if they're hurting you and you're the mom that's not being a good dad at the time right and so that's the whole thing that you don't and another thing I just learned from a coach um because you know I'm doing mostly grieving coach right. life coach but um I um just learned from another coach and he says that like when you're in the screen, you can't see the picture. Like how freaking, like when you're in the frame, you don't see the picture. Exactly. And so that's exactly it, I think. And everybody's different. But um, I know somebody that was going through it recently. And, it, and it's hard to see it now on the outside. It's like you don't realize it sometimes when you're going through it, right? Or if you have an addiction, that's with anything. You might have an addiction. You might have uh like me i eat too much food uh, <laughs> but like you know you might be uh going through something that other people can say hey you just need to quit you need to quit drinking you need to quit this you need to quit that but they're not going through it they don't know mm. why you're doing it or what chemically and about like how you're feeling or what's happening so it's easier to say than to do, but I think that's what it is. It's mostly like fear or just they're comfortable or they just get content with it or they just feel like, you know, maybe they don't deserve better or the person is just manipulating them and they don't really realize, like you said, how bad it really is. Right. And and that's the sad part, especially the mental abuse. Of course, physical, we know, right? We know somebody is hurting us and um, making us bleed, putting bruises on us, those kind of things. But mental it's very hard or the isolation or those things. And they all kind of go come into mental. And so that's the hardest thing um, is just sometimes you don't even see how serious it is until maybe it's too late, which is not good. And I've, I've been, I've been telling people this for a little while, like, but and a lot of people say I'm reaching when I say this, but are you familiar with, Blueface and Krishan Rock. Blueface the rapper? Yeah. Yeah. And his girlfriend. They they are getting paid for being a toxic relationship. <laughs> like. Oh boy. So it's safe to say, in my opinion, that the entertainment industry is capitalizing off of domestic violence. And maybe that may be a reason why it's so prominent in the world because it's been seen in entertainment. So you have shows like Bad Girls Club, Love and Hip Hop. <clears throat> you you see you see what I'm saying? And if yeah. well, all they're doing is fighting. <laughs> Literally. All the the whole show is the big fight. Like it's all drama, all toxic, all just and they put them all in the same house. And then they say domestic violence is problems that's them within the home. So if they're all living together, and then that's that's domestic violence. Like the country is promoting domestic violence. 
Real Housewives. All, all them shows are crazy. I was about to say that one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> well, that's the sad part is that like people love the drama. And so they'll watch the reunion because everybody's going to mm-hmm. beat at the reunion, right? Yep. And so, but that's what you're, like you're saying is that it's, it's, that's not healthy. Like, so we're kind of like pumping up the fact of, ooh, I want to watch this because you know how many times I see on my, well, okay, and I'm 40, okay? So my friends, a lot of them are 40. And so they'll write like, is so-and-so gonna, uh, who killed so-and-so? And I'm thinking it's like a real thing. It's on a show. Like, and it's yeah. like, who stole so-and-so thing or who's gonna stab yep. so-and-so? And I'm like, what, guys? Um, So <laughs> it's just, I mean, and I'm not knocking people. If that's what you're into, go ahead, whatever. But the thing is, like, you're right. That's, like, glorified, like. It's crazy. Uh, and it's sad because there's, like, real people and gangs that's it's not okay it's real life their life could be lost at any time so it's not or like real people dying from uh Mm -hmm. look at the show snap like it's not okay you know this is real people that lose their lives or get paralyzed or whatever i mean i i interview so many amazing people that have been through hell with uh with mostly it's women that have been through it and they uh tell me stuff that I cannot even imagine. And I've been through things, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like busting open a head, have to have brain surgery or something like that because of, I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible and it's sad. And it's like, we don't value sometimes life like we should. Like life is precious. It, mm-hmm. is, it is to be valued, right? No matter how mad somebody makes you, like do not hurt them go leave the situation like leave it's just not okay you know but i mean you're right like that i don't know just it's just a whole bunch the industry and and stuff that um just like with comedy it got so dark like i would be the only female sometimes and men would be talking about the craziest stuff that they think is funny that like i just joked about it that's my own situation i wouldn't joke about somebody else you know what I'm saying? But they'll joke about that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I witnessed such and such. Or like the one Johnny Depp, that whole thing. I didn't pay attention to that because I don't like drama. Right? But their stuff was crazy. Um, is they, And I'm pretty sure that Johnny Depp made money from this situation because why they were on uh, what is it? TMZ, Shave Room, all these outlets, they have to pay. I don't, even if like, they have to pay out. There's no way. There's no, there's no way. They just, they have to. Yeah. So when a win lose a draw, the victim's gonna get paid, the abuser's gonna get paid, the fan, everybody's gonna get paid some type of way. And it's and it look at Jerry Springer, the Maury show, Steve Wilkos. Yep. Everybody's profiting from domestic violence. Everybody. It's yep. a it's a business. That's sad because it's not like and again, sorry I joked. I just joking about my situation. It's not funny, but again people lose their lives and or get traumatized or they can hurt other people because of what they saw. I'm not saying this is okay. It's not okay. But think about how many people have been sexually abused and then they become the abuser. abuser. Exactly. It's not okay. But 
I'm not saying, of course, it's not okay for them to abuse people, but it's, God forbid, it's not okay for a child to be abused. So if we, if we think of it as in, it's not funny, it's not okay. Uh, Because again, these are precious lives that we're talking about. And also what we're doing, we're making people insensitive. Yeah, right. If you keep saying it over and over and over it's gonna become all like ah oh, they're fighting again okay <laughs> like right. that's what it is and then they're normalizing what is it i don't know how true it is but i'm i'm hearing about some type of thing where prostitution is legal for 16 year olds to do what yeah where so, new york I've heard it. I don't. I don't. I don't. Don't quote me on it. It's alleged, but I heard it somewhere. They're promoting what is it called? Sex work for ages sixteen and up. Oh my gosh! So now that's a whole different form of abuse. That'll what? be that that will be legal if people don't pay attention <laughs> to what's going on. Oh, that's part- horrible. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be hidden, tucked away in some other disguised type of bill. <laughs> you know, it, it's the the world we live in. It, it, it's money. It's all about money. Whatever's selling, that's what they're going to do. They, they made weed legal. They they tell you, oh, it has all these health benefits. Well, why not make it legal when y'all knew about the health benefits? They knew about the health benefits a long time ago. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. Control. The word of the day is control. It's so, with everything. People try to control. Like, you know what I'm saying? And uh whoo, it's the world is scary, to be honest. I mean, it's it's very scary. And it's just like it it's when people try to control or a certain person has control of things. I mean, it can go really bad. Uh, so, like money, like you said, or government, or those. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. all control. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's just uh, I see things and hear things now that I'm like, are you just like what you just said? That made me really shocked, and I hope it's not true. No offense to you. Yeah, that, just allow that to be. That's just. But then you think about it, though. You think about how the times are going. You yeah. see how you see how people are dressing nowadays. You see how people are acting. It's it's literally normal for somebody to be arguing on the street as loud as like people walk past that and act like nothing's happening. <laughs> you know. I don't believe me. Like, yep. It, it's getting to a point where nothing. People are insensitive to things. People are insensitive to death. People are insensitive to violence. People are insensitive to sexual abuse because it's happening so much. They're showing it on TV. They're not reporting on it how it's supposed how how it should be reported. It's is it, and I can put it in perspective. Like the news spent what maybe two three weeks on Lady Gaga's dog, right? I'm so, like, what happened to her dog? I don't even know what happened to her dog. Oh, see, and where in, in this area, that's all they were talking about. Two weeks, two, three weeks. They were talking about her dog got kidnapped. Somebody kidnapped Lady Gaga's dog, right? I didn't even know. But see, in that time frame, while they're talking about her dog being killed, somebody died from domestic violence. Somebody went missing. 
somebody, you know what I'm saying? But our focus is on Lady Gaga's dog. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I see it. I I don't pay attention to that stuff, I guess. Uh but really quick, I um I heard that, you know, talking about the sex thing, but they're you know, the trafficking is horrible. And so oh, yeah. of stealing. I watched this thing, um is it called Parent Type or something? It's a new show and I only watched one episode, but it's really good. But they um made a uh fake scenario where the kids were supposedly left alone for a little bit and they wanted to see if they would answer the door and three out of four of them answered the door and let strangers in the house it was and of course it was an actor thank god but the doctor on the show said 2300 and something kids go missing every day in the u.s it's stolen Mm -hmm. and missing 2300 a day a day that's what i'm saying we're so oblivious to stuff i am too i didn't know about i can tell you some stuff bro they found they found i don't know the exact number but it was over a hundred less than a thousand but somewhere in between that many kids in a bunker underground in new york some of the kids were pregnant and they said some of the kids had never seen the sun before. Oh my gosh. Crazy. That's horrible. Kids that... have ne- never even seen the light of day. Mm. That's so sad. And you know, I, I try to teach my my youngest is nine. My boys are old. They're 21, 19, and I have a bonus son that's 16. But um I try to teach my nine-year-old so i was so protective with the boys because i was thinking we were still in baltimore but we were in ohio and everybody's like why are you being like that (laughs) but um but with my daughter she's a girl and so my the guy that i told you about my fiance now he grew up in a bad neighborhood in mississippi so literally like i think 20 of his people have died since we've been together in four years maybe more so um so anyways um but he teaches her not too, too much, but we're trying to tell her and we're trying to say people are stealing kids. You cannot walk away from us. And she's nine. And, and then her friends get to walk around and do whatever. No, 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 no. Because it is, it's a real thing and it's scary and you have to teach them. Or like my kids are mixed. Like with my son, my one son, he was getting in trouble. Yeah. You can't be acting like that. You can't, unfortunately, it's not okay, but you can't talk back to the police. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it's sad, but you can't. And I told my oldest one too, and, and like all of them, like you can't do that. And so that's the world, unfortunately, that we live in. And I've never wanted to say to my nine-year-olds, hey, this is what this means or that you have to go with the bad touch, the good touch and all this stuff. And like, you know, if somebody tries to take you, you got to kick them, you got to scream, you got to do this. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so sad that we have to, but you got to make them aware. You, tell them. you, you tell have them. to. And that's something that I, I was so scared to do, but that's what he says to me. He's like, what, you want to find out the wrong way? Like, we've got to make her aware of there's bad people, unfortunately, in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so... Even though it's scary, the more aware and the more educated you are, hopefully you can see things and pick it up and and try to realize that something is 
could potentially happen. I said the best thing to teach your kids is to speak up. Don't keep it yep. to yourself because right. that's how you get situations with people coming out 20, 30 years later and it looks it looks a certain type of way. And then just everybody tell your truth. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Whatever your truth is, that's what it is. Can nobody tell you that that's not your truth? That's right. what it is. Like people, people are dying. Like you said, people are coming up missing, and it's it's so much to the fact that there are multiple TV shows about. It. Like you said, you have Snapped, you have Fear That Neighbor, Fear That Spouse, Fear That Brother. I seen Fear That Child on there one time. It's it's so much going on. It's and once again, they're profiting <laughs> from yeah, that's true. Once again, yeah. Yep. So that's I, I, man, and you know what's crazy? I didn't think about it like that until I started talking about it just now. Because there's just too many TV shows out like that. Maury Povich, like it's crazy. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know Jerry Springer used to be a senator. And yep. And look what he's doing. <laughs> so just tell us what the politicians are, are up to. <laughs> yeah. And he's actually a nice guy. Like I um in uh for some odd reason, I don't know why, he was the host of the um what is that show? What is the one with the oh my gosh, that's so sad. I know what it's called. The one with the wheel that um The Wheel of Fortune? No, game show. No. Uh, Drew Carey is the host now. Oh my gosh, what is it called? It's been around forever. That guy that says "fay and neuter your uh, animals" was the oh, host. Is whatever. that America's Funniest Videos? No. no, what is it called? Anyways, whatever. The, oh my <laughs> gosh, it's one of the biggest shows where they win all. I'm, those about, to, I'm about to Google stuff. it right now. Hold on, we're about to figure this out. Drew Carey is the uh, host. I got it. I'm, I'm going to feel really stupid because I definitely know what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. What in the world? What is it called? It said Drew Barrymore is the host. No, not, not Drew Barrymore. Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Okay, my bad. <laughs> Drew Barrymore is a host. She has a show. Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Okay, yeah. I have definitely seen. Okay. Oh gosh, what is it called? Let's see. It. I don't even see it. Ba, 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 ba. Okay. The I price just... is right. Oh, my. Yes. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, where I live, so, so silly. Like, woohoo, I had a ditzy moment here. Okay. So, where I lived, Jerry Springer was literally hosting The Price is Right, like, traveling around and hosting it, which made no <laughs> sense. So, he was there. And he was hosting it, and it was like an episode. It makes no sense again. I don't know why. And um, he really seemed like a nice guy. I mean, he made a couple of silly, weird jokes, but mm -hmm. he seemed like a decent person. But again, money, like he's making money off of that. So mm -hmm. that's it. Crazy. That is, 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 is a business. Domestic violence is a business. Sex is a business. Human trafficking is a bad. I could I could go on I could go on so many tangents right now. <laughs> well, you see me go on some, so I I go down the the hole the rabbit hole sometimes because yeah. it's just it's crazy. 
it, it, and it, it's relevant. It, it's relevant to the topic because let's see, domestic violence causes children to run away. Runaway children get trafficked. Or killed or raped or whatever happens to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's horrible. It's, it's never a good situation. So, mm-hmm. like, I have some statistics here. I'm going to read because, like I said, people need to stop suffering in silence because you don't want to be on this list that I'm about to read. So, an average of 24 people per minute are victims of rape, physical violence, or stalking. More than 12 men and women over the course of a single year are a victim of rape, physical violence, and stalking. They said men and women, 12 million over the whole United States, and that's just this country. Wow. So there is nearly three out of 10 women and one out of 10 men have experienced rape, physical violence, or stalking by a close relative or partner. 15% of women, 4% of men have been injured by a partner or close relative. One out of four women and one out of seven men, 18 and older, have been the victim of severe violence by their partner. It says over 12 million people every single year are in the hosp- are hospitalized by an intimate partner or close relative. One out of three women and one out of four men in the U.S. has experienced, well, oh, no, that's, that's repetitive. It's the same thing. So hold on one second. Almost half 50% of all men and women in the United States have experienced psychological aggression by an intimate partner or close relative. Women ages 18 to 24 and no, 18 to 34 experience the highest rates of domestic violence. From 1994 to 2010, Four out of five domestic violence victims and rape were female. Hold on one second, one second. One out of four children in the United States has witnessed a domestic violence situation. 30 to 60% of children have experienced predator abuse in the household. Gosh, you said 30 to 60%? That's what this is saying. My gosh, that's horrible. I'm sorry, go ahead. That is crazy. That is horrible. More than half. (laughs) That's disgusting. 40% of child abuse victims also report experiencing domestic violence. It says, one study found that children exposed to violence in the home were 15 times more likely to be physically assaulted or sexually abused in the world, like after they adults. It's crazy. 
they have stuff about ten. There's so many statistics here. It's it's just crazy. So fifty per seven. I'm just about to start reading them at random because the list is. What is it? What is one was I about to say? Fifty-seven percent of college students report experiencing dating violence and dating abuse and rape that occurred at the college. That's fifty-seven percent. Yeah, we. And that's out of men and women. Fifty-eight mm. percent of college students say they they don't know who they can go to. Aww. Almost one out of 10 teens in the relationships have a partner tamper with their social media accounts, steal their phones, or any other type of form of harassment or abuse. That's the control factor again. Yep. Let me see. Approximately 84% of all domestic violence victims experience psychological abuse. Yep. It's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. 91% 91% of employees say that they have experienced domestic violence and it has a negative impact on their job. They've been fired for it. 71% of women says they've been coerced by executives and sexual assault. That happened to me too. That well, sexual crazy. harassment. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Control. That's what it is. Control. Man, that is crazy. There's too much going on in this world. Over half of the kids. <laughs> that is crazy, yo. Can you imagine? Here's the thing. If you can't be safe in your house, safe at college, safe at the grocery store now, Safe at church, safe at anywhere. I mean, the movies, I mean, like outside running. I mean, like we're just talking about more than than that now because that's all kinds of different violence that's not acceptable. But um, like if a little child, they don't have a choice. They can't leave. They can't, they don't drive. They don't have nowhere to go. And they're not even safe at home. That's so scary. I mean, and it's sad. It's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And it says last year, 17,000 children died from domestic abuse. Oh. That is crazy. That's, oh. Horrible. So, we all, as a community, as a country, as a whole, the world, we have to spread awareness on the situation. Because based on those statistics I just read, it's crazy. I didn't even read all of them. Like, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. And a lot of those numbers was over 50%. So it's like over half of the country is literally going through domestic abuse or violence in some way, shape, or form. Over half of the whole entire all fifty states, like that is ridiculous. <laughs> so, as an individual, if you are on the abuse, are you if you are the abuser, you just 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 chill out, <laughs> relax, go get help for real. Because you don't want to do something you're gonna regret. 
If you're on, if you are being abused, speak up. Tell whoever. Tell. It don't matter. You don't have to go to the police. Tell whoever. Whoever you think you can trust and help you. Leave. Get out of there. It's it's not worth it. It's, it's crazy. That is wild. It's too much going on. It's way too much. Way too much. So, I'm getting ready to wrap up. So, if you want to add anything, go for it. Okay. So, I just want to say that, um, again, you're worth it and you are loved and no matter what. And also, like you said, if you're the abuser, nope, stop. Because you might think that I don't know what you think because I'm not on that end of it, but you can't bring back a life. You might go too far one day and then you can't bring back that life. And what if you have kids with them? You killed your children. You're hurting your children because you killed their mother. You took that away from them. Even if the person doesn't have kids, you don't need to take a life. You need, like you said, get help, anger management, something I don't know what it is but do not hurt someone that is not love that's not love um and if you um i don't know if it's okay can i talk about my life coaching for like five seconds okay so if you're somebody that has um if you've been abused you probably do have ptsd but it can come from so many things or if you're grieving and grief can come from so many things as well it's not just from losing a person's life it could be from losing so many things a job a relationship a a limb if you get an amputation i mean so many things um and also if somebody passes away of course um i would love to help you and i uh am a life coach and i have been through a lot and so i i would love to help you get through it and change your mindset because that's what we got to do um and it's hard but again if you're in the frame it's hard to see the picture so i just want to say that i love you you can reach out to me um my can i say my email is that okay yeah, you say whatever i tell you whatever oh, you want to say no, okay thank you so my email is authentic points of view um at gmail.com so and i'm danielle Boer, of course and i would love to help you or just listen to you because everybody deserves to be loved and to be heard. And like he said, you have to speak up. You have to speak up. It's okay. Don't be embarrassed. Don't think, look at those numbers. Like, did you hear those numbers? So many people are going through this. Like you're not alone. So that's <clears> what <throat> I want to say. And I want to tell you, thank you so much for letting me come on and, and talk. Oh, definitely, to you. Definitely, and, definitely. and thanks for sharing your story with me and and you know it's really important again for us to speak up and to hopefully help someone so that's it and even the kids i know kids might not see this video per se but if you're watching it with whoever tell 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 twice tell everybody tell (laughs) tell whoever you can see just tell anybody tell any adult tell 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 because why it's going to keep happening. When somebody feels like they got away with something, they're going to keep doing it 
and keep doing it and keep doing it until they do it too much and then they can't do it because you've passed away or worse or something. Say, we all watch these crazy TV shows. These are true stories. Fear that neighbor, fatal attraction. Those are real stories. Like that really happened. So just keep that in the back of your mind. It's crazy. And as a whole, we got to stop supporting. We have this. I know we want to spread awareness, but some of these shows we could just stop watching. <laughs> like we have to stop supporting domestic violence if we want to prevent domestic violence. There's no way we can have both. There's no way. It can't be a business if we're trying to get rid of it. So that's all I want to say on the topic for right now. We may do a part two on this same topic because it's very important. And after reading those statistics, I'm going to dig a little deeper and do some research because that's just crazy. But on the podcast side, how do you feel about this episode? Oh my gosh. I think it was awesome and informative and thank you for doing those statistics because I didn't even know, like I'm a part of a lot of those statistics but I didn't even know so many of them and it's it's really like eye-opening so thank you for doing that I think it was it's great and like I said it's it's really like you said it's very important it's necessary to talk about this and to again know that you're not alone so if if you're going through this you're not alone get help so it was really good you did great I, lo- I loved it it was thank you awesome. thank you thank you and one last thing one last thing are those the statistics? Those are the people who reported it. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a ton of people who never said nothing. Right. So yeah, that's that. So I'm about to hit the button, and we are about to be off air. <laughs>